Hey, friends, don't forget to check out the new podcast, Boozy Blatherings, hosted by Megan Mitlow. It's funny and informative. It's like Merriam-Webster meets Drunk History. It's great. Check it out. Hey, listeners, we've got another guest host for tonight's show. If you're a regular listener, you'll recognize him from previous podcasts. That's right. The hilarious and talented Sean Taylor from Denmark on High will be interviewing Rudy Alexif with High Bank Distillery. I hope you enjoy. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to If This Bar Could Talk, a podcast about bartenders and the stories they have to tell, as well as the storied history of cocktails, spirits, and bars. Well, what's up, guys? I am a guest hosting, as they mentioned before, and I'm here with my good friend, Rudy Lexif. So good. Did I say it right? You did. Well, it's close enough. It's close enough. What I don't know. Who yeah. Do we respect Russians in America anymore? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't respected them my whole life. Yeah, there you go. Right on. Uh, Rudy is the brand ambassador for High Banks Distillery. Like I said, a good friend of mine. And we are, are you drinking whiskey war? What are you drinking? Uh, right now I'm drinking uh, Weller Reserve uh, just because it was in front of me. Uh, because I drank all the whiskey war that was in front of me. Yeah. Well, we've got plenty more. It There's so many bottles around the studio. Me. It's kind of, I feel like we need a liquor license to be in here right now. There's a yeah. lot. That's There's all right, though. I feel good about it. Yeah, me too. All right. But um, so Rudy, tell me a little bit about High Bank, like because you guys, you guys are the newest distillery in the Columbus scene, and you guys stepped onto the the scene with such confidence and poise, and literally just were creating products that were as good as established distilleries. So tell me about like, take me back to the beginning of High Bank and talk to me about that a little bit. Well, the beginning of High Bank, that's a, it, it's it's true. Like what you say, like it did, it it has come across that way, um, and I think there's a, there's good reasons for that. Number one is. Uh, we we followed in the footsteps of really great trailblazers. We followed in the footsteps of people that broke through barriers that 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 you know that went over all the speed bumps for mm-hmm. us, right? And so yeah. we owe and we are open about this. We say this a lot. We owe a lot of gratitude to Watershed Distillery. We owe a lot of gratitude to Midwest Spirits. We are big fans of theirs. And so yeah. whenever people are saying, you know, like is there you know competitive spirit between you and any of the, any of the you know the other established distilleries in town, and the answer is absolutely not. We love them. We care about them. We want them to do well. Right. They they broke through doors for us. Uh, and so, so we got to sort of ride some of their, some of their coattails, For sure. right? And so, and so we appreciate that. Um, now, as far as some of the other aspects, just as far as uh, having a little bit of the, you know, swagger that we have when we when we talk about our own spirits, mm-hmm. um, that really comes down to really the 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 two the two really good friends behind our brand that started this whole thing, and they started it over what you and I are drinking doing right now drinking yeah. right right and cheers. so cheers so they started this entire process uh over enjoying each other's company mm-hmm. over drinking spirits uh and over friendship and so adam hines and jordan hellman uh were drinking one night together and they were they were they were talking about what if what if we what if we used our friendship sort of as this springboard to do something for our, do something that we love, mm-hmm. but also give something back, but also produce something that we love. What if we, um, you know, uh, they initially thought like, hey, maybe we should start a brewery, right? Because, you know, that's inventive. Right. That's unique. <laughs> we uh, don't have 300 so, yeah, breweries in Ohio. Have, yeah, it's we don't fine. have 40 yeah. in central Ohio. But they, when, when, the, when, the, when the laws in the state of Ohio changed, mm-hmm. 
and it became what laws uh, do you mean? So in 2016, the the state of Ohio changed the law because up until that year, you could not have a distillery and serve food or alcohol That's at right. that distillery. Yeah. So you could have it at a restaurant, serves food and alcohol. Mm-hmm. You could have a distillery. You couldn't have those on the same property until 2016. And so High Bank actually is, is the that first. Is that right when Watershed and, and uh, Middle West like, did their thing? So so when that when that law changed, they started doing construction on their buildings. Okay. But we got, we got our licensure in right away, and so we're the very first from the ground up. We built our entire— 2016? Yeah, 2016. Really? So we built our entire establishment on the premise mm-hmm. that when you come to High Bank Distillery— you're coming to a distillery restaurant bar concept in one. You're mm-hmm. not coming to a distillery that added a restaurant. You're not coming to a restaurant that added a distillery. You're coming to this experience. And so when mm-hmm. you walk into High Bank, you you uh, for those of you that haven't been there, you walk in the door, you can see all the way back into the to the back of the distillery. Yeah, really right? open space. Yeah, super open space. And and the whole the whole idea behind that is that um, we are. We are a concept that is that is basically an entire experience all in one. Mm-hmm. You can come there, you can do a tour, you can be there with your friends, you can, and then you also can sit down, you can have dinner, you can have lunch, you can, you know. So it's yeah. like this thing where you can spend hours there and experience different things, mm-hmm. um, and that's really what friendship is all about. So that's where getting back to Adam and, and Jordan, what their what their their friendship means. That's the expression of high bank. So when we talk about confidence you know and yeah. what we have it's because we brought that from the very beginning that's mm-hmm. the foundation of high bank distillery and you were were you with them since 2016 when did you come on board with this oh hell no uh so I, my, saying, I feel like i just met you like a year and a half ago or two yeah, years ago it wasn't I that know. long ago where i didn't know yeah. who the fuck I, rudy alexif was you know uh, so basically i so for, i've known adam for about 10 years okay. uh, a little bit a little bit more than that now and uh so so good friend of mine long before he was a distiller uh, long before uh, this this journey, uh, we used to work together, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so. Tell me, had, you guys worked at like a subway or something like that together. Wouldn't that be nice? That'd be no, f- so it's funny. much more intriguing than that. So oh. Adam, uh, so Adam and I worked uh, at a local church together. Uh, I oh. was I was his pastor. I was his pastor. And that's right. I remember you fucking telling me yeah, that I'm like, so, I'm like you, the embodiment of sin, we're a pastor. That's, and it does not fit right. It fits just right. So, so <laughs> I was, so I was his pastor and that's, that's sort of how our friendship began. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so he, and he worked in the communications department. So he, so he was, a, he's actually a graphic designer by trade. So he went to an AC, okay. uh, he went to, to the CCAD. Uh, he, uh, really cut his teeth, um, uh, uh, at Vineyard Columbus, he was working for oh, yeah, not a lot of this. money, yeah. not a lot of money, and doing a lot of work. So to finish out the, your 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 question there, or just your your inquiry, you know, we 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 benefited from people who came before us. That's mm-hmm. number one. We benefited from the friendship that Adam and Jordan had. Right. Yeah. We benefited from their partnerships that they had with other friends, Calvin Jones, uh, Jeff Ireland. Um, and, and others. Calvin is still there, is, is he? Like, yeah. I, I haven't mm-hmm. seen oh, Calvin yeah, for sure. in forever, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, still alive. Still alive. I mean, I hope Kicking. so. Fuck. Good, good looking guy. Very happy. Yeah, yeah like that Calvin. Haircut, a lot. Are you kidding me? Oh. Like, he's, like he's got his he's got haircut, haircut in Columbus. Like. That, listen, if there was a best haircut in Columbus, <laughs> Calvin, if you're listening, Calvin. Calvin, if you're listening, I'm jealous of those locks, my friend. He has so much He's hair. He's like, you know man. what? We're just going to take out 60% of it and just have this real handsome strip on the top of my fucking head. And it's so like, gorgeous, right? As a bald oh, man, I'm really jealous. Like, I'm like, I'm like, 
Can I just like strip that off and just lay it on right there? I think, yeah. you, I think you could own that look. Yeah. I think I think you would look good. So yeah, we, everyone looks we, good ben- with hair. we benefit from from them, those friendships too. Um, but also uh, I'll just say this. Uh, Adam Adam in his just in his natural talents and abilities, he's a very creative guy, right? Mm-hmm. I talk about him being a graphic designer, owning his owning his own design firm, right? A yeah. sense of design. Uh, which he's still still running, right? He's still running that business as well. He's doing two businesses at once, right? So he's he's naturally this creative creative guy. Uh, he took that discipline of creativity uh, as a designer, and he really sort of gave all of those efforts into becoming a distiller. So mm-hmm. he went to this is a real place. Now this may sound like bullshit. So Moonshine University, that's a real place. It's in Louisville, right? Yeah, okay. I bet it is. I'm like, yeah, that's in Kentucky. It I it's, fucking it bet. It's My God. <laughs> uh, it's it's like it's like the premier distillation school in the country. I mean, this is like it's a place where you hmm. where you go. You know, they're intensive. I, I do think I've heard the yeah. name before. So yeah. it's intensives and it's taught by master distillers that are you know from the area that are from. Uh, I mean, the from, bourbon trails right yeah, there. The so bourbon I'm sure trail, right? Like, yeah. You know, so this so, week got Woodford, and next week we got you know like uh, Heaven Hill and, and Jim. You know? B- yeah, the, yeah. So they're all there, right? And they're all participating. They're all teaching. And so he learned from the best, mm-hmm. right? Uh, then he went and interned in New York uh, at a distillery there. And then when he oh, right started, on. when we started uh, actually High Bank, mm-hmm. we invited uh, master distillers uh, from from some prominent distillers, from Peerless, from Jim Beam, from others, to walk us through our process at yeah. High Bank Distillery. Because when we're making our spirits, we didn't want to just go, hey, look, we did the book work. You know, we were trusting in our create. We we actually said, okay, we want distillers from places that we truly respect mm-hmm. their craft, what they've been doing, day in, day out, year in, year out, sometimes decades, sometimes you know longer, right? right? So so that's why our when we release our spirits that we've got such great confidence. Why we believe in the flavor profiles is because it comes from this this friendship. It comes from creativity, and it comes from like this really rich experience of mm. inviting these like really genius distillers to walk us through our process. So yeah. so that's that's why that's why High Bank though may be young on the market, right? So we start making Relatively, our spirits yeah, in 2017, but... right? Why we hit it so hard mm-hmm. And why we just won six six awards from six one four. You guys magazine. fucking yeah. swept. Yeah, we crushed six one four this this year. Yeah, and you know um, one of the things you mentioned, and I think it's funny because like all all distillery people are the same, where they're like, everyone in this town's great. Oh my gosh, I love everyone else's whiskey, and I'm like, uh huh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know you do. Sure. Um, and sure. I you know, like I, I love everyone too, but there's like one of the problems I've witnessed and why I think you guys are unique in is that a lot of whiskeys that are made locally are a little young and mm-hmm. you can taste that. Yeah. Um it's like a good whiskey is something that you can drink neat, but you also have inspiration to mix with. And I For think sure. Midnight Cask is a perfect example of that. Yeah. It's a it's a whiskey I will drink neat, but I have the pre- I have the preference to make a Manhattan out of it because sure. it is it is that whiskey, and I think that yeah. makes it even better um, versus, like, so I didn't agree with Middle West Spirits rebranding. As a bartender, I hated their fucking bottles. 
honestly, at the end of the day, it 451's bottles take the cake as far as just bottles. 100. They, you, you have no, they just work so well. For being in a well, for being a bartender, for being a slinger, like yeah. we, which we have to do sometimes. Now, uh, Denmark, which you do, is a little more craft, so there's a little more attention. Yeah. Uh, High Bank has a little even higher volume, right? And so, so oh, the, yes, the, the like twice the yeah, volume. Yeah, so so our volume, our volume is really high. When you're in the well, there's a desperation factor. I've seen you behind the bar point. by yourself on a Sunday morning at brunch. <laughs> Not great. And you still were sending over drinks to me, and I'm like, <laughs> "Is he okay? Can I help him? Can I do dishes or something?" You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of care, tenderness, and prayer. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I <laughs> in prayer, you know, Rudy prays before every shift. Well, I don't know if you knew that, let's not stretch the truth. Uh, <laughs> so, so there, you know, branding is a is a tricky thing, right? It because really is. It, it's a tricky yeah. thing, and, and labeling is a tricky thing. To, to even get a label approved, sometimes can take six to nine months. It's ridiculous. Right? The when government is really uh, surprisingly not efficient. I don't know if you heard. There's that. nothing efficient about right. Ohio liquor laws at all. Yeah. honestly. Yeah. Uh, but like, like you guys, like it's it's minimalist. Yeah. And it's clean and it's still sharp. On the exact opposite of the spectrum, and I'm one of the fans of, of Chad's stuff. 451's labels are sure. screaming in your face, like like the 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 pizza one. It's there's too this, much, right? The, Mikey's grotesque mascot is on the front of this thing, and it's just like, yeah. <laughs> and it, I I love 451. Like that, like if you know anything about wonderful, Denmark, we make all people. of our house made liquor, yep. which is everything. We yep. get unaged brandy from them, and that's why we have their stuff. It's you don't have a cocktail at Denmark without 451 being involved. Yeah. Um, but the labeling is it's so polarizing when you talk to people about it. You either love it or you absolutely hate it. You're like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, it's I too love, much. And I'm, like, and I'm I with you. Great. I'm with you. I love their stuff. Yeah. Uh, they could use the hand of a good designer. I know one, but he's my master distiller. And you're not trading secrets. I'm not. I'm yeah. not, I'm not. See, that, see right there. There it is. You're like, you're like oh, we're going to trade. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do all this stuff. Can I get your designer? Nah. No, listen. Nah. I'll tell you this. Hey, listen. If you're listening, buy 5451 Spirits. Yeah, I, they... I, fully, I fully believe in them and what they're doing, yeah. but I don't have to like the label. No, I mean, you know, that's the thing about it is that, like, it doesn't matter if you like the labeling. It's like, it's like do you like the product they're producing? Because, honestly, mm-hmm. when it comes to uniqueness in the city and For uniqueness sure. in the state and in liquor in general— Bone Shaker as a whiskey is probably the most unique whiskey I've ever tasted. Not even like mm-hmm. it's one of the best whiskeys. Not saying it's bad, but it's just like yeah. when you put Bone Shaker in something, that flavor is there and you are not mixing it out. True. You have yeah, to yeah, try yeah. Absolutely. so hard and you'll probably fail most of the time, but that's what I enjoy about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they make, they make that absinthe. And like the, the pizza whiskey, I mean, my God, the idea is disgusting, but the whiskey's so good. It's delicious. It it's makes really, the best really Bloody good. Mary. It's it really so does. Good. It's like so it, good. I mean, they, they, like Chad literally throws a fucking piece of pizza, like a slice of Mikey's <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the distillation process. And apparently like the proof is so high at that time that it just disintegrates it does, into yeah. nothing. It's a so nothing. Basically, not even there, but it's just the fact that he's like, "Yeah, totally." I go buy a slice of Mikey's and he's like, Bloop. and drops it in. And it's, like, and it's so ah. great that all of those things end up being local. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's really, really. Creative. You know, when I, uh, I'm, yeah, he's yeah, a genius. He, for sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. Especially when you go to 451, and you're there with Chad. He's just this fucking punk rock dude that literally rode to work on a skateboard <laughs> and wears the same hat every day. He's listened to fucking metal in the distillery, and he's just the realest guy ever. Like for sure. he, he, like you know, like you said, everyone's great, but Chad is just like he's just he's just different. When yeah. you if you lined up all the distillers in the city. Even the high bank guys, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who the fuck is Who's this that guy? guy? How did you yeah, get in here? For sure. And it's like, it's like, oh shit, it's Chad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Love uh, that, man. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's good. But on that note of bourbon, um, 
what are your feelings about how high bank stacks up to like regular like not, not Ohio bourbon because I sure. like, we're not trying to like do like distillery against yeah, yeah, sure. totally you know the the staple is Kentucky bourbon like the bookers mm-hmm. we were drinking earlier for sure mm-hmm. how do you feel like for example like the barrel proof stacks up against other whiskeys do you think there's room there's room for you to be improving on these things because like and, and like you know for sure. everyone should be but at the same time you guys like, like I said the midnight cask oh, this yeah. stuff is on par with Basil Hayden's Dark Rye. If oh, you for sure. Had it, get it. It's incredible. Yeah. But this stuff is a locally made Basil Hayden's Dark Rye. Yeah. And but better because I think I, you know, to just be honest, because because our 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 mash bill is about eighty percent rye yeah. in in our in our barrel proof, right? And that we finish with our tawny port, right? And 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 Adam's flavor profiling because he also loves Basil Hayden Dark Rye. We should drink that together uh, often. And, and in fact, my glass is empty. So if you're I know. a true I, friend I'm a really, who cares I'm a about really it. bad host. Yeah, um, there's not you enough know, liquor pouring right now. He he also loved uh, <laughs> when we would go out. We would we would get Basil Hayden Dark Rye together, and because we love the product. But it's in great. his flavor profiling, what he discovered is really to pair with rye. He really felt like port was the better flavor profile to to rest with rye, and I and I actually agree with him. So that's that's I, where I, I would that, yeah that's where I would diverge. Cherry is usually mm-hmm. the go to for it anyone is. that's trying to convey cherry and sweet notes. They are, yeah. and and what I what I have, and and I I agree with Adam in my tasting and how I I receive things. And again, like everybody, you know, everyone's different. For me, when when sherry is mixed with rye, what I what I miss actually is cherry altogether and yeah. what i get is sugar right, right. and when i when cherry, i when not I, sherry yeah right <laughs> and when i when when port is mixed with rye right when yeah. you have that marriage a together more, more dryness it's a little yeah. more dryness and it's a little more earthy right mm-hmm. and so now yep. you get those grapes and those plums now you get that apricot note that you were missing apricot yeah, yeah and so, that, so that's a strong that's, note that's, in this for sure that's where midnight cask i think you know kind of stacks up against uh, basil Hayden dark rye which i still love and i still always have a bottle of at home i just have twice well, as the thing about midnight cask. basil hayden's i feel like a lot of people don't know is that basil hayden's is a like straight blend of canadian whiskey and mm-hmm. something else like mm-hmm. like so you guys barrel aged this to give it these cherry flavors and the apricot flavor. Basil Haynes literally blended two spirits to create their their one thing. Yeah, which is fine because I love Basil Haynes. Basil Haynes is my favorite product to like buy for someone that doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. For sure, and I'll bring up a bottle of thirty dollar Basil Haynes. They're like, oh my gosh, you didn't have to spend this much money, and I'm like. Yes, yeah. I did. Yes, it's I did. For you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's you know, it's a great. So when people, so so it's it's fun that you 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 mention that. So for for, I I picture Basil Hayden as a, as a great, and I've done this multiple times. I think mm-hmm. you've actually told me you've done this too. Yeah. That you use the, It's a great gateway drug to bourbon, mm. right? Is is, is right right Love is it. is is it's a great gateway drug to to bourbon is Basil Hayden because. It's soft enough, right? Mm-hmm. It's a light enough proof. Yep. It's soft enough that it's not going to turn people off. Um, but it has enough flavor that people are now their their appetite, their their brain waves are now sort of like floating in the, right. in the bourbon world. And so it's a really good it's a really good one to to get people hooked. You know, um, bourbon. You know, I, I first heard the the phrase acquired taste when it came to beer and IPAs and stuff like that. And I am a avid IPA drinker. I mean. I hate saying that as like a white guy because they're like, yeah, I bet you. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Another white guy drinking IPAs. Awesome. Well done, bro. You have a triple IPA? How about a quadruple? (laughs) Yeah. No. I'm so cool. Look at my beard. But (laughs) look at my beard. Yeah, look at my beard. I put oil in this thing. I have my own brush. I do. God damn it. (laughs) Um, 
with this thing, you got to. Come on, right. it's unruly. But um, wh- whiskey's the actual arena where I feel like it, it. It's not. It's it is an acquired taste because when I'm explaining this stuff to people at Denmark, I'm at, by no means uh, an aficionado on whiskey, but I I know a decent amount of stuff as any bartender in Ohio next to Kentucky should. Right. Um, it's like like Booker's. No whiskey tastes good. If I gave you a strawberry and whiskey, you'd be like. That's disgusting. This is delicious. <laughs> so it's like even midnight cast. No, I wouldn't. I'm not gonna be like this. Tastes good, but for what it is, it tastes good. And that's where like that that mindset needs to come in. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, hold on. That that vanilla rye, wherever it is, we had earlier. That's yeah, that was, that was, all right. That fine. Was fire. That's that's that fire. actually delicious. Yeah, yeah, and I'm fire. like fuck. Yeah. Um. But like with with whiskey, it is an acquired taste in the way that like you need to notice the subtle nuances of things. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I've learned from the multiple tastings I've done and something I don't see people do enough is do the thing where you, like, you look at it and you see the legs of the whiskey or any spirit. Mm-hmm. And like I, f- I feel like people, when they see me doing that, they see me swirling it around in my tasting glass and I put it up to the light and they're like, this fucking asshole. Thinks yeah. he knows what he's talking about. I'm like, no, I was just looking at the legs of the cocktail. or the like, you know. And yeah. for people that don't know, when you, sw- when you swirl any plain spirit around in the glass, there will be like a film on the edge of the glass and that's called the legs. Um, typically longer age spirits, correct me if I'm wrong, longer age mm-hmm. spirits have more legs. They do. They right. do. Yeah. Because they're, they're gaining these, they're actually gaining oils actually. So they're gaining oils from wood. So right. when, it, when a tree is growing, right? So what is it, what is, what, what does a tree use to grow? Right. It uses like sugar and mm-hmm. we call it sap. Right. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, right, so, right. so when they're doing that, those sugars, okay, live inside of the wood. Right? right now, when we're making a barrel, we're making it out of wood. When the when the process of what of, are you guys' barrels, whiskey, by the way? Uh, so we use we use so every every time you're making you're making bourbon. Mm-hmm. If you're making a good whiskey in the United States, you're using American oak, right? And right. So so but if you're making bourbon, you have to use American oak, right? Um, but you're not in Kentucky, so you don't exactly have to adhere to you, those rules. You do for bourbon, you have to use oak, right? Now the the one thing that that there's a couple of things that people so so here's common misconceptions. Mm-hmm. One. People think, well, for it to be a bourbon, it has to be made in Kentucky. That's actually horseshit. It just has to be made in the United States. Okay. Right. Uh, for it to be a bourbon, you do have to use American oak. Now, that oak can come from anywhere, and the, where that oak comes from yeah, is going to affect the flavor right. a lot, right? Because if you got if you got a cold climate oak, okay, those rings are super tight together, right? right. Because the seasons of of plenty the seasons of warmth and sugar and sunlight and all that sort of thing is very short and so the rings the age of the tree the rings yeah. are very tight together and so the sugars are very tight together yeah. you use that wood is going to be a very different process you're going to pull out different sugars and it's going to pull out at a different rate than if you get wood uh, oak that is grown in louisiana right because they have a very much longer season where it's yeah. pulling up that sap. so the, it doesn't these cold things in louisiana it well, it gets cool. It gets cooler. It gets cooler. There's less humidity um, in the air. Less hum- they still have age rings, right? So, yeah. so they they still close down a little bit in the, uh, for for their for their uh, in the aging process. But those those you do have to use American oak, mm-hmm. right? If you're if you're making a, a bourbon. I mean, because it's all about the aging at right. the end of the day. I mean, I mean, I did this uh, tasting with um, what was it, Doers, and yeah. I was just learning about like what their process was and all that kind of stuff, and I was surprised to hear about how much time they take in picking their barrels like doers specifically for, sure. for like Absolutely. their hiring products like Absolutely. they send one guy and this guy like inspects like a thousand used yep. barrels and wood he grain just picks, like, four or five hard, of them, yes hardness you know? all that stuff yeah. um 
And another interesting fact about uh, ocean barrel aging and like that whole thing, that actually are the first people to ever do that were the Swedes really? with Akavit. No, with Akavit. Oh, like fantastic. I, I, I didn't know that. I did a consulting job with this Swedish guy and he, he had this bar with like, I think they had like 90 plus bottles. And it was just everywhere, and I couldn't believe it. And the guy's like, yeah, I'm going to pay you this much an hour, drink as much as you want, just organize my bar for me. And he starts pulling down these Swedish whiskeys, and he's like, well, you work at Denmark. And I'm, I'm like, yeah. And he's like, so you know about Dalkavit, right? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, we make our own. And he's like, yeah, I've had it. It's not good. And I'm like, cool. Touche. Thank you, sir. <laughs> um, he's like, why it's not good is that you guys are keeping it in the fridge. And I'm like, I don't have any freezer space. He's like, that's unacceptable. And he opens up his freezer, and there's like a dozen bottles of vodka in there. And he starts pouring us stuff, and he tells me, he's like, he's like, so you know, like Jefferson's Ocean? I'm like, yeah, that bottle right there on your bar? And he's like, yeah. You know they got that idea from us, right? And I'm like, huh, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, well, Akavit is one of the, like, because it, like it's it's grain alcohol, and sure. then it's infused. Yeah. Which is the thing I, 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 I mean, I'm not saying I love Akavit because I, like, I, I Similar mean, to Denmark. Similar to yeah, for sure. Right, but it's, yeah. it's a really beautiful spirit, and the way they treat it, in Sweden, in Norway, in Denmark is really beautiful because it's the same way they treat like grappa in Italy. For sure. Or yeah, cognac yeah, yeah. Okay. in France nice. where they're like, you, there's a barrel on your family farm and you just have your house Akavit and you just have it all the time. And like they have like these Sunday dinners where it's just a bunch of sandwiches and all this kind of stuff. And then they down like three or four of these bottles of Akavit and like just eat at the same time. And I'm like, that's so cool. I want to go to Sweden. That Fuck. should be me and you. Where is <laughs> I know, that at? Right? Why aren't we there? I mean, we did that. It's brunch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Brunch at High Bank. We, Come yeah, on. Right. Yeah. Brunch at High Bank. Same thing. But, you know, uh, but yeah, that, that, they, they, that, they originated the, um, the, the aging at sea because they would send their, their barrels. Uh, Cause like it, they, at the time, the way he explained it, at the time they didn't know that the barrels would do anything to the spirit. They were just trying to transport large volumes of alcohol to, Canada, what is now Canada. Sure. And so the 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 ship would, you know, take what, what do you say? Say like four, three or four months or something like that to sail for from. Sure. Yeah. And when it would get there, it would have a different quality to it. Mm. But for the same reason you said, the the levels of humidity rise yeah. during the day and they drop sure. during the night. And like the barrels are constantly expanding and like contracting, contracting yeah, sure. all the time. And like they absorb and like the what's it, the angels share. Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, as the as the, the water evaporates through the barrel, yeah. right? The the angels drink water, suckers. Right. And then what's left <laughs> is, 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 is 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 the is the envy, right? And so much love to my friend Lindsay Lindsay Gerard, who is a whiskey, the whiskey guardian. guardian. She's the whiskey guardian for yeah. Angels Envy. Of Columbus. Uh, my, my, my good friend. Uh the the, the angels uh, envy, what they can't get to is what's in the barrel. Apparently they can't get through barrels. I don't know what that's all about. Yeah, it's just uh, wood. Um, I would I would like to make if it's okay with you, I would like to make you a cocktail. Let's do it. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with Rudy Alexif, and he just made me a tremendous cocktail, and I would like to know what it actually is, uh, even though as a bartender, I know what the fuck it is. You so know don't. what it is. But, I know. But let me just describe it for our listeners, because they're not here in the studio. Right. What I did is I made one of my favorite cocktails right now, and one of my favorite cocktails, just in general, okay, is a Manhattan. Manhattans are traditionally made with rye whiskey, and uh, High Bank is a rye whiskey right mm -hmm. now it's not now it's not classified as a rye because rye is classified typically if it's 
90% rye in the mash bill or above. If you gave ours me any of your spirits, I would not be like, I would be like, this is bourbon. You, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And so, so, so ours is, ours is closer to like 80, mm-hmm. you know, but, but the, the mixture of them, it feels rye heavy, right? right. And so it, sure. it tastes like a rye, which is 90%, but it's, it's about 80. Um, so I use the barrel proof of our, uh, which war. for those that don't right. know was was barrel proof how, how what's the percentage of that so, versus so regular so ours uh this one that that I pulled is sitting at 118 proof right so this proof is a versus real percentage yeah so so we're talking 59% and to be a liquor to be an actual foolproof liquor you need to be 40% so this is legitimate this is <laughs> not a, way, this is not a, this is not an illegitimate whiskey this is a legitimate whiskey it's almost illegitimate though yeah. how strong it is <laughs> it is but it is. As, as some people may not know as the stronger the whiskey is like we were talking about bookers earlier For sure. it actually is sweeter it is the caramel notes and the vanilla notes actually mm-hmm. come out stronger in higher proof spirits but you need less you do yeah you need less yeah. uh this one so uh i'm i'm me so and then i also use antica which is my favorite uh, red vermouth is my favorite sweet vermouth to use. It's the vermouth. Um, it's I mean, the it's, it's the vermouth. You can you actually you know uh, if and and you've done this before. I know mm-hmm. I do this when I go out. I've actually I maybe we've even done this together. Antica can be done on its own. It is a yeah. fortified wine that you can drink on its own. You don't need anything it's like, else. What, like it's a cocktail 16, by itself. Between twelve and sixteen percent. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. So you're drinking like a you're you're drinking like a you know a really stiff beer or a you know a, me from a wrong, double but, wine. Fortified wines are aperitifs. They or are they digestifs? No, they are typically aperitifs. Aperitifs because they make you salivate. Yeah, because and they make you your mind. They're, like, they're oh, ready, like you're yeah. ready for more, right? And they're typically right. a little bit sweeter, um, and so they're, they're you're ready for more. Uh, the digestifs are more on the earthy side, herbal side. Fernet uh, and, is and like Fernet. the go-to, yeah, like digestive, yeah, a Veronesiliano, oh, those type things. Oh, I haven't right? yeah. in so long, but like I, I do this all the time whenever I go to a restaurant and I have a big meal. I will always, and I'll start with like, do you have Fernet? Most places do not. But if right. they do, I'm like, give me a fat shot of Fernet because honestly, digestifs are a thing for a reason. They are. They for really sure. like, they work. You, you have like a full they stomach, work. you're like, oh my gosh, I feel so full. And then you take the shot and it suddenly like just decompresses just a little bit. Not like, oh my God, I don't feel full anymore. You're like, oh, I feel better now. When people are, un- you, you know when you get to uncomfortable full? When yeah. you get to uncomfortable full, Every time I no eat. one knows what to do, right? They're like, should I? can I drink water? No, that makes me more bloated. Can I drink? What What can I do? A digestif will take off that edge every time. So well. and But like the people are always like hesitant because digestifs are always not pleasant to drink. While I and all <laughs> bartenders present love Frenette. My God, you well, give that to a regular oh, person. I'm they're about like, to make you so sad. I don't want to take a shot of mouthwash, bro. Come on. And he, and he, even Chinar. Like or Sinar, as everyone calls it, yeah. um, it's it's not good. Like we were talking about earlier, like like you know what is a good flavor versus sure. what is something that you understand, like a yeah. developed flavor. Totally. Like the the DJSCs are like like whiskeys here. You guys can't see my hands, but but DJSCs are so much higher. They're yeah. so intense. They're super intense. Usually they're also underproof. They're mm-hmm. not foolproof. And Fernet specifically is thirty eight percent alcohol, which is two percent under. Full proof. Yeah. So you take a shot of Fernet, it's not just settling your stomach, but you're also adding on to that buzz that you got from dinner. Yeah. You can also, yeah. you can, you also can increase your buzz. I, so I'm going to say something that's going to offend every craft 
bartender in I will Columbus. strike you, Rudy. I'm gonna I'm just gonna make every craft bartender in Columbus really upset right now. There's listen, five in the room right now, so like listen, here we go. I I Except love you. Father I love you guys. I want you to accept me for who I am. And I'm about to admit something vulnerable. I hate Fernette. I <gasps> hate it. Now listen. Podcast I love over. Shinar. I know. <laughs> I love Shinar. I love Averna Siliciano. I love a lot I love I love Jaeger. I love I love the Digestives. I love them. I love them for what they are. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I love it for I love them for what they are. Uh, for Jaeger gets a bad rap. It, Jaeger gets Jaeger a really is bad a rap. Very well uh, uh, accumulated spirit. It, is, it really it is. is really good. But it gets a super bad. The rap. college community of this country has ruined its fucking name. I I was it, a the, part of that. The fraternities <laughs> and sororities ruined a fantastic digestive. Fuck yeah, those guys. and they really did because, like, honestly, if I offer like if a guest is like talking to me about like a digestive and like I have Jaeger. I'll be like, oh, there's Fernet and Chinar, and there's a couple other brands that people won't recognize, but Jaeger is in that. It's it not a Amaro because it comes from Germany, and right. Amaros technically come Correct. out of Italy. Italy, yeah. Um, but that's the same thing as like we were talking about on the on the break, the bourbon thing. It. Yeah. What? Yeah. I come one on. of the best bourbons I've ever had came out of fucking Phoenix, Arizona, right. and it was yeah. called Copper City Bourbon, and it was incredible. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. And they call, but they call it like straight bourbon, not Kentucky bourbon, whatever. Yeah, well, um, Kentucky bourbon has to be made in Kentucky, but but bourbon can be made anywhere in, right. in the United States, right? Uh, to be Kentucky bourbon, you also have to age a minimum of two years. Yeah. Uh, technically, a bourbon doesn't have to be aged at all. Yeah, but fuck I just those I just broke everyone's. You're talking about Middle West earlier. Mine just now. They had yeah. that unaged rye. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't clean a wound on the battlefield with that rye. The unaged sure. rye that was like 180 fucking proof. It's, I'm like, yeah. and I I told the owners like and like. Because like I, I love Middle West, they're fucking great. And I know I know the guys own it. Back when they're, bubbles they're, in a they're guy, they're actually they're actually brilliant. There, they're actually brilliant like, there. They're brilliant guys. There. Why are you selling this fucking lighter fluid to people? I can't cover up this kind of heat. That's like me making a cocktail of Everclear. It's too hot. <laughs> like I can't do anything with it. And they have since like no, they still make it. They I think they've toned down the heat in it. They a have toned bit. down the heat. And but which is the right thing to do because it is a fun spirit. Having those yeah. really high proof cock like high proof liquors is beneficial to bartenders like us yeah um but we digress we we, uh, we, we digress we, we digress this together. cocktail this cocktail uh made with antica getting yeah. back to that one right uh oh yeah we're still fan, talking about this fan, fucking fantastic right. uh fantastic the the manhattan for me um the, there's people ask me this if you were on death row i'm gonna get real serious if you were on death row and you had one cocktail you could drink i'm really confused as to if i would drink a manhattan or a gin martini, like Ooh. I'm. I don't know where. I don't know what. I what my last drink Great would question. be. Great question, right? Because I honestly, if I was on death row, I was supposed to be like executed, like ritually. Yeah, I'd be like, I want a Ramos gin fizz. Ramos gin, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm gonna order the most rude thing you can ever order at any <laughs> it's bar. So terrible. Make me a and you know what? If the foam isn't lifted the way it should, fuck off. Do it again. If you're not a bartender <laughs> and you're listening to this. You need to know this. If you order a Ramos Gin Fizz, you're an asshole. You are. You're an asshole. And every time I see a bartender say, like, it's cool to order those things, I'm like, yeah, if it's me and it's you ordering it. Because I'm like, <laughs> okay, it is because it is a good cocktail. It's a tremendous drink. It really is. But it's fucking annoying to get oh, right. so bad. And if some random asshole walks in, like the Pearl, love the Pearl, one of my favorite restaurants in the Shore North, they have the fucking Ramos on the menu. And I'm like... Dude, do you, are you just asking for ever. people to punch you in the face? Like What they're hoping is that the people are scared of gin. 
what's what's Everyone's wonderful Jen. what's Janet wonderful tequila. what's wonderful i think and and you've seen this even in columbus right mm-hmm. uh, partly because of watershed partly actually because of high bank right yeah. because we're we're making gins that are appealing to people uh the the gin market especially in columbus is growing i would say at a faster rate than other cities because we've got we've got a you know w- with middle west we've got the full spectrum like with middle west we've got a traditional london dry gin right We've got a traditional London Dry. Yeah, um, it is. We, with 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 Watershed, we got a hybrid. It's it's halfway. It's between an American that. gin. Yeah, it's, citrus gins are American style gins. But it's halfway, right? Right. I mean, if you taste it, it's it's definitely got the floral notes. You're definitely getting love. State House, de- but Watershed for Peel is my favorite gin of all time. Well, it's it's I just I, I, I love citrusy gins. You're it's you're like, not you're not going to get me to say that I hate Watershed gin. You're not going to get me to say that because I love anyone it. that says they don't no, like Watershed, yeah. I'm like how no, for sure. No, you hate not, citrus, really? Well, I'm you, you Fuck know, you, Blair. Talking 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 <laughs> talking to me, I'm a I was a gin lover first. So so I you know, I sell mostly whiskey and I'm a whiskey lover and, and I'm a uh, I would consider myself a whiskey professional. Uh, well, I at least sure. drink it professionally. Uh, oh, I would too. say cool. this, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you, you and I are professionals. Oh God! But oh, God. I was a gin lover first, right? So, so all the London dries, all that, uh, that that's my world. I, I mm. love that, right? Um, so, so I love them in Petal. Middle West makes a great gin, right? Yeah. I love Watershed. They make a hybrid of a London Dry and American style gin. Mm-hmm. It's a hybrid. It's in it the middle. It is beautiful. It right? really it's is. It's in the spectrum. And then you've got High Bank, which is full out. No holds barred, all the way American style. Yes, gin, it is. Right? Absolutely. So yeah. in the city of Columbus, you have the full spectrum with our with our distilleries, giving you the full spectrum of gin, all the way from London Dry, all the way to American. Well, style and again, gin. we're forgetting about what Four Fifty One does and their Clawfoot. I don't even know where to put Clawfoot on that spectrum. I'm I'm it's at a loss, so honestly. Ca- yeah, right. often with 451, I'm going. Most where do I categorize like, this? Because yeah. like it, it, they're it, it's an incredible flavor, but you like when you taste like we were talking about bone shaker earlier. Um, when you taste clawfoot, it's so incredibly cardamom heavy throughout. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, but at the same time, you're like, wow, this isn't like gins I've had before. Like you're yeah. talking about the London Dry. The, the 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 meta between American style gins and um, the classic London dry. Yeah, for sure. And they just they're like, all right, we're gonna like you guys are over here. We're gonna go that way. Yeah. With this. Yeah, they and, went like like there was a line. There was a straight line that yeah. everyone was following. Right. And then in you know in typical fashion for them, they would like turn left or something. exactly. Yeah, for sure. But um, since we have a limited time, let's like have to let's move on to the other question. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you how how do you feel about the the creative environment, in Columbus? Because this is something that I know me and you have talked about before. For sure. But there is a desire in this city to hype everything up, mm-hmm. not in a bad way, but just like we want mm-hmm. to be the best and we are the best in a lot of ways or at least we like we have the ability to be the best yeah but how do you feel about this environment of always trying to get better like the way six and four magazine is always putting on those those cocktail competitions that me and you have been in together we've been in this and we will often you know and i love six and four magazine they actually like they 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 take our city to another level and i love them for that love them but one of one of our issues or maybe just my issue when i i participated in six of their competitions, yeah, their holiday competitions. Mm-hmm. I won one, and I've placed in every single other one. But every single time, I have been irritated by the judges that they pick, and the people that come in to like 
be a part of a cocktail competition um, because it's not someone that you would expect to have any kind of knowledge. The the thing that, so I'm with you. I hear you because I've done it with you. You know, we've been there yeah. together. We've been side by side, right? right. Uh, the the thing that that I think is is hard to do. And so, so they do, I think they do the most difficult part, which is like getting everyone together, which is having a competition, which is putting it on, which is getting it sponsored, which is getting it at a great venue, which is, they do all of the the hard parts. They usually host at the Joseph and the Joseph, Kyle, the manager, they crush it, Fucking, they're great. They're so great. They're so good. The, 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 where they, where the, so they do all the hard parts and they crush it. And then there's the part where it's like, let's select people to judge it. I think they, I think they would do better to serve themselves and us if they got yeah. judges from out of town that don't know any of us, that don't know our process, don't know the, right. because uh, they're objective. They're actually objective I, versus I, like yeah, I'm a critic and, and of I'm Columbus not, food. And I'm not saying that the judges that that have done things are are bad people or 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 even not great. I just maybe it's maybe it's a personal thing. I just am going, I would rather have somebody that I don't know. True. Sitting in that seat. That, does that make sense? No, it then, absolutely does. Then that, even, one time it was like a good friend of mine. And yeah. I'm like, I even feel uncomfortable having a good friend of mine sitting on the judgment seat. Yeah. I would rather have somebody else. That, that's the only thing. And that, and if that's what we're complaining about, well, geez. When I participated in the, um, the De La Rosa competition for backroom coffee roasters, it made sense because they had a watershed rep, an actual bartender, and then the backroom coffee roaster's main roaster guy. But it made sense why he was there. I'm like, we're using your products, your coffee. We have to incorporate your coffee sure. in our drink mm-hmm. in some way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. So it makes sense why you're here. Yep. Versus like having some fucking guy that like likes to go on like high street every once in a while. It's not necessarily that it's not that they're not qualified, that they're not that they're not like ready to do this. Of course not. There, there is, there is. I think, in at least in our minds, at least in my mind, there's a familiarity that I would rather not be there. Even if you are objective, I want to feel like it's more objective. Does that make right. sense? I. The other thing that's always like annoyed me about, like, not even annoying me, just like something I think our city can improve on, is the pay-to-play environment that Columbus is inducing. And at the same time, I also understand why it exists. Totally. We are a small we are a small market. We are. Without a fucking doubt. There is a reason why compared to the markets we want to be with. Exactly. Other markets, they're like they're like you're the big market for sure. Yeah. Dude, we are Chicago wannabes like a motherfucker. And we're not, baby no, no, Chicago. Wannabe, and everybody Chicago. knows that. Wannabes we know that. is the wrong word, but like we are yeah, trying no, we're to baby be Chicago, Chicago for, for sure. sure. Um and when I when I because I, I like I consider myself a competition bartender. You know, I I compete in every single fucking thing I can. I submit to everything. You know this about me. I do like, this, yeah. For I sure. feel like people are getting tired of seeing my names on fucking <laughs> rosters. Like, this is like the, 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 the fucking bartender's brawl at Echo Spirits at River sure. Social. Like, 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 they put my name on top and I'm like, just put it down a little bit because like, they read Sean Taylor from Denmark. They're like, of course that fucking asshole's in this. Like, he submits the fucking everything. But I enjoy these competitions so yeah, you much. Love it. You love you you love the community of of doing I do. this competition. I, I love sure. Columbus. I'm not from here. I've lived here for six years, and I fucking love this city. Yeah. I love High Street. Yeah. You know, like shout out to David Yee, that fucking article he put out last night. So you shared wonderful. it too. It's so, so fucking wonderful. Beautiful Columbus article. Underground. If I'm yep. not mistaken, yep. go check it out. It's 
a beautifully worded fucking um, interview from David D at Odd Fellows, and we have so many leaders in this community. We do, and it's just growing. It's just growing. Like we're like literally High Street used to be like the place, mm -hmm. and over the past five years, it's just going out in every direction. Oh yeah, Grandview, Grandview you Grandview, guys, you yeah, now sure. I can walk from Watershed if they were open. Yeah, I'd walk from Watershed. To Echo, they open in like a month or so, maybe. I don't fucking know. Come on, it's happening, baby. And then Natalie's, and then High Bank. That like you can yeah. walk through Grandview and go. And four fifty one's just down the road. I mean, yeah. it's like it's 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 close too, right? Yeah. And but like the walkability of the short north is what has made it's always like so mm -hmm. enticing. For you sure, know, like I can like go, I can stop, I can start at Denmark, and then Novak's, Barley's, right? Fucking, you know, <laughs> Martini, all this shit. Like you can just like walk. It's only a mile. The short north is a mile. I don't know if you guys know that. The short north is a fucking mile. It's not. It's far. not that far it's to a, walk anywhere. Yeah, it's great. But it's great. Columbus um, is awesome. It really is. And but I like that we're expanding. I like because you guys specifically, High Bank, you guys are expanding the walkability of Columbus and also the the ability of people to go from a single street, which a lot of places have like us, mm -hmm. and now there's Grandview and there's Old Town East and there's yep. Italian Village. It's not just the short north anymore because mm -hmm. it used to be the short north mm -hmm. for a long fucking time. For a long time. Yeah, you and guys it were, still kind the, of is. Short North, Short North was holding holding the. They were holding down the fort. They were waving the banner for a long time. But I think all of the things, uh, you know, all 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 of the areas in Columbus, and one of the, you know, that that's sort of like the, the thing that sort of I think. I mean, one of the things that I'm most proud about High Bank for, not only did we sort of like you know you know we came in riding the coattails, we came in benefit from others, we also. Uh, we also love to celebrate other people, and that's sort of what what you guys have always had. That yeah, we we love every that. single what, time you yeah, fucking talk. We, like literally, you're like you're like like yeah. Not to be offensive, but you're like a politician. You're like, I love everybody. <laughs> Before I say this, I love all the distilleries. But I enjoy, that that's a Columbus ethos. Is that is. you love everyone loves everybody. I don't speak do. ill of anyone. Like I'll say negative things, like I've said previously. Mm -hmm. I'll yeah. say a negative thing, but I'm like. It's just a criticism. I love you guys. You For guys are sure. fucking great. For sure. But like, we all need to be open enough to be like, yeah, I don't like that you did that move. I mean, that's, that's what fine. I don't well, need I mean, to agree with you all the time. You, I mean, you know, you've been on that. That's what cabinet cocktails is all about. For that having was gonna be my, right? my last question for you was cabinet cocktails because yeah. honestly, you know, for most people that like know me, they know that I at Denmark my mentor is Gary White, sure. and Gary White is probably one of the smartest mixologists chefs in the city without a doubt like when For you sure. think of the grace in the city it's definitely like gary white is top he's five. the man yeah um and that's my mentor and i fucking love that man to death me too um but the way he approaches this business is different like he doesn't he doesn't go out and like he's never been to high bank Mm -hmm, I he's know. never been to Middle Westbury. He's never been to Watershed. Yeah, he's like at home with a like journal, like writing and yeah. learning, and yeah, and that's awesome, right? No, he's awesome. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, but we at do the same, things a little different. Yeah, and, and we all do. But one of the things that he loves to mention about this city is the collective. We want to make Columbus great. Mm -hmm. And I'm really sorry to sound like Trump there for a second, but. <laughs> Columbus has always, since I've, I've been doing this for five years, but I have noticed the entire time that everyone wants to make this city 
something more than it is. Because mm-hmm. it, not that it isn't that, it is that. Yeah. And everyone, our friends that do these podcasts, our friends that like promote their liquor branch, you guys, we're, I, I truly believe we're like a year or two away from being like baby Chicago. For and sure. Like, for the way that the country looks at Columbus, Ohio, because honestly, I don't know how well-traveled anyone in the room is, but like, if I think of Ohio, I think of Cleveland, Cincinnati. No offense. I live in Columbus. I love you, Columbus. <laughs> Sorry. But who the fuck thinks of Ohio? It's like thinking of Illinois. The fuck's in Illinois? You mean Chicago? <laughs> yeah, I understand. But we're, we're well on our fucking way. Like when I went to Portland for the Espelon competition, I was like, this is Columbus in like a couple years. For sure. For no, we're, sure. we're super My close. God, and I, we're right there. One of the things that, you know, one of the things that, that specifically that, that I, you know, that, that I get to put my hand to at, at high bank with cabinet cocktails is, is they said to me like, Rudy, what do you want to do with cabinet cocktails? And I said, I want to feature, I want to feature the bartenders that have been cutting their teeth for a long time that I respect that have been doing a great job. And I want us as, as high bank, I want us to promote them that that, that I want to, you know, I'm going to invite a guest bartender on they're going to host cabinet cocktail. They're going to they're going to look at what in, is in someone's cabinet. They're going to make them a cocktail. And I because I know that our city has the talent mm-hmm. has the, the that. fire and the passion. Look at the couch they, next to us. Yeah, I know. Dripping but but they, in talent. But the, but the, but they have the, they have the passion, they have the skills, they have all this that, that all these other cities have. No one just knows about it. Yeah, and so so for well, no for, one does. You know, we all we all think about that about our city. Yeah, yeah. But Columbus, I do believe, is a little bit like there's there's an energy in the city that is unlike any city I've visited. Because no, I haven't been around the world, but I've been all the fuck over this country. Yeah. And honestly, Atlanta's dope. L.A. is cool. New York's really cool. But their energy has been the same for a long time. Columbus is literally on the rise, on the rise. Yes, on the rise. all cool. the fucking time. We're always trying to prove things. And cabinet cocktails is a perfect fucking example of why this city is trying to do something different. Yeah. And that's the reason I I, I got a little like sidetracked, but like that's why the reason I brought up Gary is like he loves the cabinet cocktail idea. It's because it inherently is a beautiful idea that someone who has a home bar who just likes to drink at home and like totally. has things that they have no idea what the fuck to do with. The average person, And then man. they're like, like, hey, I'm going to take a picture and I can be featured on this fucking podcast. And then someone as dope as you are going to be like, okay, you have these things. And by the way, it's almost a shame that you're not interviewing me. Not that I'm an interesting person to interview, but you are a tremendous host. Go watch Cabinet Cocktails or Barrelside Chat because this man is a tremendous fucking host. Your on-screen performance, also your editor is great because I've been there on set so for a good. long. There's a lot of fuck ups, but that's like <laughs> that energy is what makes it so much fun to watch. Like you're just a fucking person. Yeah, like, you're well, just you. We, like, we, like you're not like you're not, not you don't like like hello, welcome to the Kevin Taco <laughs> podcast. It's like yeah, no one thinks so that about many, me. Like Rudy, like just fucks up and says something that he should have said, and then like the editor just like. Just yeah. knocks that out. Yeah. It's so great. And like, it makes it authentic, but you do real things. Like that's, that's, does, but that, that to me, that doesn't sort of encapsulate our city and our community. You know, we've been through a lot of shit 
with this COVID stuff, you know, yeah. like everybody has. And I'm not saying that we experience it unique more than anyone else in the country. Right. But, but what, what I, what I have seen is even in the midst of this, I have seen a, a group of people that come together that believe in each other that yep. are saying like, Hey, look, you know, like the average person, their cabinet matters. And we're gonna feature you, right? We're gonna feature you, and we're gonna we're gonna highlight words, you. But okay, but 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 <laughs> the, but these are the cabinets matter. No, no, uh, you, I, 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 I say that, I that. say that, I say that, but but as a you know, a, you know, because I I know I say that because our our city is the reason why I think we're we're kind of unique and special. Why the energy feels like you're describing it, always on the rise. Yeah, is because. There is a there's a tight knitness absolutely together in our in our we community. We all know each other. Yeah, we all know I each other. I can't go anywhere without okay. being like, yeah, so Sean, I'm we know like, each other. Sean, yeah, I have a fucking meal, man. Like, I'm, and right. so when somebody sends in a, a picture of their cabinet, and Sean from Denmark makes their makes their cocktail, like we just like we the just post it, right, right, yeah, the bad girl, like yeah, the bad girl, right. Um, when we when we when we then post that, they go, my community. My community is so tight knit that like the one of the best bartenders that exists in the state of Ohio made my cocktail. Okay, then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden, the average person they're they're elevated, they're they're brought into this tight knit community, and that's what makes Columbus uh, better, in my opinion, than Chicago. Better, in my opinion, than some of these other cities is because we've got this tight passion on the rise, but Without we're a still doubt. a tight community. Without a doubt, man. Yeah. And we got to wrap it up, but I, w- I would like to end on a note that I respect and adore High Bank and Rudy for bringing the community together even more than it already was, excuse me. Even, we were already a tight knit community, and High Bank stepped in. And you guys were those guys. It's like you guys have been in the industry for years, which apparently you were, 2016, whatever. I just appreciate the fuck out of you guys. I wanted to thank um, the Craft Cocktail Tour and If This Bar Could Talk for letting me be a guest host because I appreciate it quite a bit. And Leanne and Blair are literally one of the two best people in like this fucking city and the world. Love these two. But I'd also like to give a, a special shout out to my friend, my dear friend and colleague, Rudy Alexiev. And I want to let him have a plug. But before he has his plug, follow me at, at Sean Anthony Taylor and follow me at uh, Denmark on High. But I'm going to pass it off to my friend Rudy Alexiev for his plugs. You can follow me at Rudy Alexiev on Instagram or better yet. Follow High Bank Distillery because you follow that account, you're going to see me, you're going to see Cabinet Cocktails, you're going to enjoy that time. You're going to see me. You're going to see Sean Anthony Taylor, my good friend. And so so do that. Uh, friends, if you are at home and you have not supported your local bars and restaurants, do me a favor. Uh, get a to-go cocktail. Get some food to go. Uh, sponsor your, your bartenders. You can do that. Tip well. Uh, listen, we're in a tough time together, but we're going to get through it. On the other side, what you want to be able to say is that you supported your friends and you supported your community, and you can be proud of that. So do that, and that all starts from starting uh, by being a good person, by tipping your friends, by 
listening to podcasts like this, uh, l- quite literally, it's by having friends like Greg Hansberry. <laughs> Look at that majestic mane he if, has. If this bar God could, damn. if this bar could talk, it would say, "Hang out with Greg Hansberry." Honestly, thank you to our producer. It wouldn't it be us? It'd be like, "Hang out with Greg." <laughs> uh, to you, my friend. Cheers and cheers to Columbus. Cheers to Columbus. Listeners, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Seabus Craft Cocktail Tour. And visit our website at columbuscraftcocktailtour.com for cocktail tour dates, women and whiskey tastings, and other events and merchandise. Thanks to our producer, Greg Hansberry, and to the biographer for our original music. Please remember to drink responsibly, tip appropriately, and be cocktail curious. Cheers! This has been a Last Call Productions production.